Alright, so there we go. It's at the top of the hour, just past 7 o'clock on this last beautiful day of the first month of 2022. And you are tuned into Radio Pulpit 657 AM, your daily companion from Gauteng to the Cape. Of course, a shout out to our listeners and our viewers all the way in, our, in Cape Town right now at Cape Pulpit 729. We are so excited by the grace of God. We have, uh, we've created our brand new studio and we are coming to you guys live this evening on all of our various Facebook pages. You can even go to my lovely guest next to me, Reverend Paul Capay's Facebook page, and you can go check out that we are live there right now. So uh, we're checking out right now, just quickly, Alton Helfenhaus saying hello, Cornelius White, Dumples the Beer, Estelle Fury, everyone tuning in on Facebook right now. I think before we go any further, we, we really appreciate your interaction, so please go to WhatsApp and send us a WhatsApp. The platform is open in front of me. It's Away to six five seven two seven two nine, and we'll gladly read your comments on air. Next to me is this beautiful young lady, beautiful who couldn't wait to see me again. This is <laughs> this is our first one, Reverend Paul. Yes. Good evening, Rev. Good evening, good evening, Dwayne, and good evening to all our listeners. It's good to be back. I remember last year when we, we got off, and there were so many people who were upset, like, you know, yeah. what's, what's going to happen? Can't you keep going? So we're back. We're back like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We said we'll be back, and we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I actually get it now. You said I'll be back. I will be back. I will be back. But I we're will. not out. Yeah. I will be back. I anyway, will be back. Right, nevertheless, if you tuned into Facebook right now, and you can see us live on Facebook right now, behind us you can see this uh, lovely picture, Beauty and the Beast behind <laughs> us. And, uh, I, I, and you're the beauty, right? No, 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 no <laughs> not at all. And you'll see that we've got kingdom legislation now behind us, and it's actually an awesome privilege for me, and I think for Reverend Paul next to me as well, to announce that this will once again be our monthly insert. Uh, so especially for our listeners that actually follows us, every last Monday of every month, the two of us will be on air. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. We've always been talking about um, the importance for the body of Christ to, to be involved in decision making. We've talked about uh, active citizenry. Oh, yeah. And active citizenry re really means that you're taking part in the decisions mm. of, of the country that you live in. Of course. And this is a democracy. So, you know, we use this platform to just encourage people and provoke them in that. And especially uh, the church people. No nobody uh, is more licensed mm. than the ecclesia because as we've said time and time again um, the ecclesia, ecclesia is a group of people who are gathered together to make decisions they govern it's mm. a legislative body it's god's national assembly Absolutely. on yeah. earth so it's exciting to be back with all of you i hope you didn't have too much turkey and cook sisters over christmas <laughs> and uh yeah Genako. let's do this guys all right just to set the platform for those of you who's tuned in for the first time i can already see on facebook there's some people tuned in for the first time uh we had a in my opinion we had quite a successful 2021 in yeah. some of the topics that we that we tackled, I want to use the word tackle, um, because it, it, it literally felt like we hit it into a rugby match and we tackled some of these things. I think about the, the purputable, yeah. um, the hate speech bill. Yeah. And, and, and I'd like to think that our show really made a difference, yeah. given the fact that where the numbers were on a Monday, closing date were on a Friday. And um, not just us, uh, a network of people, yeah. um, every single time getting more than 100,000 submissions. Wow, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a big year for us. Um, and yet again, we're starting our 
first show this year with yet another controversial more thing. drama more drama but 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 we got to say that just in the in a uh, just to create the platform we just came from pulpit sport and pulpit sport was um we spoke about novaks Djokovic, <laughs> and we spoke about a can of worms opened up in the sports world regarding vaccinations but rev there's a, a interesting topic yeah. right now at the ccma yeah. what are we chatting about tonight we're talking about exactly that ccma thing mm. and you know you've been talking Dwayne. you talked about the hate speech you talked about the papuda bill and what is very interesting is that all what these things all have in common is the aspect of constitutional rights so I want to start off by saying that before we actually talk about CCMA and all of that, all of this, because and, and I want to, you know, share this with everybody out there, because the issue of mandatory vaccination um, is actually not an issue just about vaccination. It's mm. much bigger than that. Absolutely. It is really about constitutional rights. Today, it's about mandatory vaccination. But tomorrow, it's going to be about other issues. And I want our listeners to be clear on that, um, that this fight that we're in is around protecting our constitutional rights, whether it's hate speech, yeah. they, they're trying to take them away, take away your freedom of speech, take away your freedom of religion, belief and opinion, that you as a believer, whatever you believe is sin is now defined and qualified as hate speech. Um, Take away your, your right to preach about your faith because it's seen as being, you know, exclusionary, all of that. So it all boils down to constitutional rights. And, and I want to say this from the beginning, that we have a responsibility as citizens to protect our constitutional rights. Absolutely. We have a responsibility even more as children of God to protect our God-given rights. Because here's the thing, Dwayne. Mm. Um, the aspect, let's, let's talk about freedom of choice because this is what is going to get us into the CCMA case and the mandatory vaccinations. Is It boils down to freedom of choice. Mm. Now, when you look at the Bible, God gives us what? Free will. Mm. He gives us free will. He says in Deuteronomy, I've placed before you blessings and curses life and death and then he says choose life mm. so free will freedom of choice is but it says choose choose oh, you choose, choose. yeah That's a choice it's a choice yeah it's a freedom of choice he doesn't say you you don't have any other option he gives you freedom of choice and then he suggests to you he recommends which is the best option but he doesn't force you so it is a god-given biblical right and i'm saying this as believers that we must defend this as Absolutely. children of god mm. because it's you know it's 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 and i know that there are believers who vaccinated and this is not to condemn believers who vaccinated but if you vaccinated that's your choice absolutely that is your choice and and you can't take away somebody else's choice to decide what they want to do over their body. And that's what is found in Section 12 of our Constitution. It says you have a right to determine, to bodily integrity. That's what it says. Mm. You have a right to bodily integrity and to determine what goes, and psychological integrity, mm. oh, yeah. to determine what goes in your body. And, and um, you know, you, can, you, you, you don't have to allow your, your body to be used for medical experimentation. You don't have to allow your body to be used for clinical trials. You don't have to allow your body to be used as a, as a guinea pig for, for any drug or any experiment that has not yet been properly tested and tried 
over the 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 normal required period. So I want to say that from the beginning, and I've said um, I actually take offense at being called an anti-vaxxer. You know, uh, and I keep telling people I'm not an anti-vaxxer because I don't know about you, Dwayne, but when I was a child, I had vaccination. I, yeah. had, I had polio. I had uh, yellow fever. So I'm not against vaccination, but I am pro-choice. There's a difference. Absolutely. And so I think this term anti-vaxxer is an anomaly. We must be careful of labeling everybody anti-vaxxer. It's not that people are against vaccinations. It's that people are against their ability to choose vaccinations with yellow fever, all of that. It, it wasn't a forced thing upon you. There was a right of choice. So what makes this issue different? That the freedom is taken away from us. And this is what we must jealously guard. And the courts must jealously guard it as well. Um, CCMA is not a court. It is a commission. Uh, the commission, that's the Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration Commission. And, um, uh, you know, in terms of precedence, it, it cannot, the courts set precedence with court cases. Um, but they, they can... Uh, develop a trend, let me put it that way. Mm, yeah. They can develop a trend. They they will not set precedent because the court decisions are the ones that have the power of precedence. Um, and, mm, and, and, makes sense. Yeah, and, and what I'd like, you know, I, I hope early, later on we'll get a chance to talk a little bit about the CCMA cases. There's two now. There was one, you know, recently with um, Teresa and uh, th this la la latest one was with um, a guy called Gideon Koch. And so maybe we need to just talk about some of the issues uh, that, that relate to the cases and some of the concerns that I have, because now I'm not just speaking as a duomini now. <laughs> I, I'm speaking as a, a lawyer and also as one who specialized in labor law, because the, the key legal principles in these cases deal with constitutional law and labor law is employment law. So we'll talk about that a little bit. All right. So just before we get there, I actually want to look into the camera and I actually want to talk to you as you, as you are right now. Look at me. I think it's important that we understand why Dwayne and Reverend Paul is here. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's important that you understand, like Rev Paul said here, this is not a matter of us being pro-vax or anti-vax. Okay. This is not uh, – our focus is kingdom. Our focus is biblical. Our focus is what the Word of God says. So we don't want to spend time and we don't want to – uh, we don't want to condone, nor do we want to say we judge those who's been vaxxed. Or we don't want to give our opinion on vaccinations, Rev. That's not what we want to do. But we do want to talk about the freedom of choice. Yeah. And, and for me, this is very important because I did that last year on air, and I got a lot. <laughs> I got a lot of attacks because people said, "Dwayne, how can you be against my kids at school being vaccinated?" Hear me out. The issue was never for me, and Rev's actually gonna Rev's gonna help me out because the issue for me was never the kids being vaccinated. The issue was giving kids the opportunity to vaccinate without the consent of a parent. That was the issue for me because it felt to me like Rev, and help me if I'm wrong, please. But it felt to me like um, it's only the start of teaching kids to do things mm. behind their parents' backs. Yeah. Well, listen again. Like I say, it goes to that whole thing of freedoms. Now, as, mm. as, as, as believers, we are very much pro-family. Yeah, God created the family as the foundation for society. It's mm. the pillar on which society is built on. 
When you have a dysfunctional family or a family that's not functioning well, you are going to have dysfunctional uh, society. Yeah, yeah. Because dysfunctional families make it dysfunctional churches, dysfunctional society, which leads to dysfunctional nation. That's powerful. So the family is the bedrock. The family is the pillar. And God created the family mm. before he created the church. So the church is made up of families. So as, the, as believers, we need to protect the family. And we need to protect the glue, what makes, what puts the, fl- the, 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 the family together, what keeps the family together. Absolutely. And so um, when you start taking decisions away from parents, that parents cannot decide on what's best for their children. You are taking away the glue. And any state that takes away, uh, you know, randomly like this, starts to try to replace itself and substitute itself as the parent to children, um, that is not a democracy. I, I would like to say that very openly. That is not a state that can call itself a democracy. Not at all. We need to start calling ourselves a, a, an authoritarian state, a totalitarian, a, a dictatorial state. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. parents must be given that right to raise children. You can't take away um, parents' rights to discipline and to raise children up according to their values. And yet they still have to pay the school fees. You know, I've said this many times, that if you're going to take away, my children are big now, so. But if you're going to take away my, 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 my right to raise my children according to my values, you better pay my school fees. <laughs> you better pay my, my child's, you know, braces, True. medical bills and all that. You can't take away um, the, the rights and just leave me with obligations. So uh, I have a challenge with that. Again, it goes down to, you know, constitutional issues. Freedom of choice, freedom of religion and belief and opinion and all of those things, yeah. All right, so we want to in- uh, invite you guys to join us tonight in the chat. And um, it's awesome to see on Facebook people joining us tonight on the chat. Uh, if you go to Facebook, you can actually see us live right now. Um, the awesome message coming in just now. Uh, thanks, Mama Pearl. Ntongo Ntonga Ntongana. How do I say that? Ntongana. Non quello. Thanks, Mama Pearl. <laughs> right, Daphne says, love you guys. Jacqueline says, hello. Nadine Toy is tuned in. Esme Howardson is tuned in. Send us a WhatsApp or go to Facebook and send us a message and you can share. Um, Rev, we're going to, not now, we're going to mm-hmm. talk another while. But sure. I, I, I want to share something with you because uh, the seat in front of me on the system right. was, was chosen by my producer at Radio Pulpit. Okay? Right. He had no idea of what the content of this evening is. Right. And I see the next song lined up. Listen. Yeah. To this, yeah, listen because this song. is this is profound. Is this prophetically profound? The the band is called Mouthpiece, yeah, and the song is called Heal Our Land. There you go. I didn't change this. There I didn't touch go. this. There you go. Well, I mean, you know, that's <laughs> that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people being mouthpieces, mm. and we want God to heal our land. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so we've got about four minutes left before we go into the next session. We're going to take a break in four minutes from now. But just to give you an introduction, what we are talking about, Rev, give us an intro. What is happening in the CCMA right now, and why are we talking about this? Yeah, I mean, look, there's been some issues out there around mandatory vaccination. Mm. And, of course, our government, South African government, has taken the position 
that they want to, um, you know, they, 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 let me put it this way. Mandatory vaccination is not, the government has not taken that position. It's mm. not law as yet, but the government heavily supports mandatory vaccination. And their target was always to get 70% vaccinated. And they've fallen very far short of that target. And so now are resorting to um, different means. Of course, the children was one way. And the Minister of Health actually said this. I'm extracting this from his speech where he said that when we vaccinate the children, we don't need, he said, uh, the 12-year-olds, he said, we can add 6 million to our numbers. So I understand that to mean this is a numbers game. We're chasing that target of 70%, and whether the parents consent or not, it doesn't matter because we're here for our numbers. We want our 70% by hook or crook. And, and, and that is wrong. You can't step on people's constitutional rights. You know, there's a, um, those constitutional rights in, 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 all, in the Bill of Rights. Mm. Freedom of association, freedom of movement, uh, freedom of, of religion and belief, all of those. Freedom to, of trade, you know, you can choose, you have a right to choose your trade, your profession, all of those things. You can't willy-nilly just take away those rights without good cause. And I see that some of the CCMA, the, the previous CCMA commissioner was talking about the, the Section 36 limitation. That Section 36 limitation is applied only in certain instances, you know, and I really believe along with many other attorneys that he misapplied himself. He misdirected himself. He did not apply section uh, 36, the limitations clause appropriately. It is applied where there must be some general application of law. And so that was missed. And that's why that case, Teresa Mulderi, I, I, I always mess up her surname, but she she's Mulder Mulderi 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 M U L D E R I J I Mulderi 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 yeah Darse, but um, yes, so she has I, I believe gotten herself an attorney, and um, they're taking it up on review now. A case goes up on review. Uh, to check the legal, the application of legal principles. But what was, hold on, what was the case? What was the, the case and was she dismissed? What was the outcome of the CCMA? The outcome, okay, this matter was heard on the 10th of January. Yeah. And the, I think one of the challenges, um, and you know, I don't want to condemn Teresa too much, no, sure. but I think, you know, a mistake she made was in trying to represent herself because this case borders on legal principles. Sure. So if you're not legally trained, um, then it's going to be difficult for you to put forth um, your argument in such a way that somebody who's legally trained can 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 actually support mm. it. So it was heard on the 10th of January. It was between a company called Gold Rush and uh, Teresa Mulderay. The company was represented by an HR manager, and mm. we all know that HR managers are pretty much trained in at least in employment law yeah, and yeah, labor yeah. law. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she was up against somebody who, who did this for a living yeah. and, and was qualified in that area. Um, and she was dismissed on the basis of incapacity. Mm. On the basis of, in fact, the commissioner even talked about permanent incapacity. And he said her refusal to vaccinate made, uh, made it a case of incapacity. And when you look at the labor law, uh, incapacity, in fact, it's code uh, schedule. You look at the code of good practice, it's schedule eight, which actually defines incapacity. Mm. And incapacity, when we're talking about incapacity, I would say that you, 
you fall under incapacity for poor work performance. So you're not able to fulfill the, the requirements of the job. We call it inherent requirements of the job, which is the basics of the job. Mm. Then we would say you have incapacity because you're just not doing the job. She was not charged with that. So incapacity doesn't apply for poor work performance. And then you, you, you can have incapacity also when you're sick. You're continuously sick and you can't do the job. So she, there was no incapacity. She was not sick. There was no, she was not charged with poor work performance. Just her refusal to vaccinate. How does that make you, uh, how does that incapacitate you? So that means, and, and, and it's a dangerous thing, Duane, because basically it has redefined incapacity. It has given it a definition that is not even in the legislation, but it also is the implications of it is that every vaccinated person, which right now is over 60% of the South African population, is, is unvaccinated. Every unvaccinated person is permanently incapacitated, according to the commissioner now. We are permanently incapacitated. And, and, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. You know, people who are, are unvaccinated mm. are not incapacitated. And, and so we, 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 we really need to look at this case must go up um, on review because the implications are really far reaching and they're so wide. Uh, there was no evidence that was produced to show that she was medically incapacitated, you know, and, and that should have been brought in. I think that's another area where the, the, the commissioner misapplied himself, um, talked that she was medically incapacitated. Where was the evidence? Why was no Exhibit A produced? There should have been a doctor come in to say and give that evidence, and it wasn't produced. So definitely it must be taken up on review um, and looked at because it has huge, huge implications. One of the areas that I keep harping on on these cases is the aspect of discrimination, Dwayne. Mm. Now, here's, here's what I'm saying. The Employment Equity Act, you have about four major pieces of legislation in the labor law. You've got the Skills Development Act. You've got the Labor Relations Act. You've got the BCEAEA, or the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. You've got the OSHA Act, uh, Occupational Health and Safety Act. And then you've got the Employment Equity Act. Now, the Employment Equity Act... Its main purpose there is to prohibit unfair discrimination, unfair discrimination. Mm. And I say unfair because it's possible to have discrimination, which is fair, where you, you know, discriminate maybe to address some issues. But it, it prohibits unfair discrimination. And so does the Constitution. And um, I want to say this to people out there. If you are facing an, a, a, an issue where, you know, a, a discriminatory issue, where you are being forced to vaccinate, um, lodge a case with the South African Human uh, Rights Council. Lodge a case because they deal also with discrimination issues. Why am I saying it's discrimination? I'm saying it's discrimination because an unvaccinated person can contract COVID and can transmit it, but so can a vaccinated person. They can also contract COVID and they can also transmit it. And we've seen that. I mean, even our own uh, lovely president, he contracted COVID recently and he was, we believe, we've been told he's been fully jabbed. So uh, that is discriminatory then. If, and, and you know, in this particular case of Gideon Koch, here's the thing. Here's what they said in his case, Dwayne. They said that, that Gideon 
had contracted COVID and then other people had contracted COVID. And so they were saying it is probable that it's Gideon who spread it. That, that is the most unlegal statement I've heard. Probable. <laughs> probable. How do you come up? No evidence to show that Gideon was the one who spread the COVID. A, a, a vaccinated person could equally have have because they can catch it and they can spread it mm. and to to impute the fact that others got covid on gideon is it's it's completely unprofessional there was no evidence that was produced to show categorically that it was gideon because like i say vaccinated and unvaccinated they both contract covid and they both also transmit it so if you're going to fire if you're going to fire vaccinated employees because they can do what? They can catch COVID mm. and they can transmit it. Then it means so that you don't discriminate, you need to fire also vaccinated ones because they can do the same. Sure. This is a mouthful. <laughs> this is a mouthful. Uh, ironically enough, I know shortly you're traveling to Egypt. Yeah. Um, but before you travel to Egypt, <laughs> we got to take a break because there's something I want to actually mention about your trip to Egypt, but we'll get there when we come back. If you tuned into Facebook, please don't go anywhere. Just have interest so quickly. Gail Anderson. Hello, Gail. Kristunel. Danke dat jy sê met ons gehad. Lizelle Korf. She says, hello, guys. Hello, Lizelle Korf. Thank you very much for saying hello. And uh, yeah, let's take a short break. We'll be back right after this one. Rev Paul there on Facebook checking it out. You heard the sound waves at the back. We'll be back right after this one. This is, I believe, this is actually quite prophetic. The mouthpiece, you'll our land. Sure, sure, sure. We're yeah. busy with this topic and we didn't choose this. But anyway, right it after this. Us. Yeah, it shows us. We'll be back right after this. Right, so welcome back. You tuned into Radio Pulpit 657 AM with myself, Dwayne van Rensburg, on Filling the Gap. And um, she's not a guest anymore, man. I can introduce her as a co-host. <laughs> Rev, um, um, just before the break, um, there's a few people that actually mentioned something. Um, Nadine Detoy says, thanks for equipping us. And then, of course, mouthful indeed. Yeah. Thank you to both of you. Rev, um, we're talking about vaccinations and stuff, and I'm going to throw it back to you just now. Right. Ironically enough, you... Are heading off to Egypt shortly. Yeah, and you'll be you'll be you'll be talking in Egypt. Yeah. The ironic thing is, you are going to Egypt without being vaccinated. Yeah. And then you said something that's actually quite ironic because you said Egypt does not have a mandatory vaccination policy in place, and more and more yeah. countries are looking to drop that. No, many countries have actually, um, you know, abandoned. The COVID protocols. That's what's interesting. Is it seems like South Africa, and and there's a contradiction in it. Because it's like we're tightening it, but we're also... Letting it go. Letting it go, because it was two weeks ago that the government announced to say that. Now we're looking at downgrading COVID and um, making it, defining it as what? As an endemic, as opposed to a pandemic. Mm. And that's what they said. So that's basically a downgrade. And when you downgrade it to endemic, it means it's flu. It means basically they're treating it like flu. Like a flu. Exactly. So that, that's what's so interesting is that the employers, the employers are tightening um, things out there and making mandatory vaccination when the government is actually looking at behaving like all the other nations. Boris uh, Johnson, the prime minister of UK, many other countries, they've dropped the COVID protocols. To say, look, at not even wearing of masks. We're still there, you know, inhaling our CO2 carbon dioxide. Um, and countries have, have dropped the vaccine passport. The requirement for that is, is dropped. 
Uh, they're just behaving or normally. And we are sitting here now looking at, at, at tightening all of that. I mean, I, 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 it, it boggles the mind. It, it really perplexes me to see employers just gunning down on employees when other countries are saying, you know, and, and these are countries who have higher statistics than we do. Mm. UK had 66,000 cases and they're dropping the COVID protocols. And we're saying, no, we're, we want more. It just boggles the mind that that, 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 that would be the case. I, I wrote an open letter to Kosatu about three weeks ago, um, really, because I was very concerned that Kosatu, which is supposed to be an organization that is representing its employees and that takes its mandate from employees, uh, didn't even consult its employees, but they made a statement to say they were supporting, they were in support of mandatory vaccinations and people should get vaccinated. Well, I wrote a pretty stinky letter to them. And um, <laughs> you know, as, as only an advocate can. And, but, I mean, it was really challenging them to, to fulfill their mandate, mm. which is to protect employees. And, uh, you, you know, even to the filmmakers, I wrote another stinky letter to, to them as well. But... You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad to see in the last two days that Kosatu has backed down from that position. And Kosatu is now even cautioning employers and warning them not to, to dismiss employees and not to take any negative actions. Seems so, to me like you're writing a lot of stinking letters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't swear. So at least, you know, I'm, 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 I don't swear, but... I mean, they're stinky to them, but they're, they're, they smell good to everybody else. Right, so we've got around about 20 minutes left, or 15, 16 minutes left. Time's catching up with us. Um, what's the next step in this CCMA case? It's now put under review. Yeah. What's happening now? Well, the next step is that, like I say, I believe Teresa has, uh, she's got legal representation now, and it's going to go up for review. I don't know if Gideon Cock has representation. If he doesn't, I'm, I'm, I, we're here. You know, <laughs> that's right. Gideon, Gideon, as you did, were yeah, Reverend we're Paul contact Kupai. us, call her, call us. We, we've got a team, we've got a team out there. I, I work with a team, and so Gideon, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me quiet, but Gideon, <laughs> we're here for you, buddy. We're here for you. We understand labor law, constitutional law, because your case is not about you, Gideon. Your case is about the whole of South mm. Africa. And um, there needs to be proper legal uh, opinions that are given, not those that are flawed, not those that don't take up and look at other issues of discrimination, not those that rely on, on um, the evidence of witnesses that is unproven. It, scientifically, no medical reports were were given, but the evidence was received mm. as 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 you know expert evidence. So yeah, we really want rulings that are done properly. So it must be taken up on review and the legal, the application of legal principles looked at properly. I mean, you know, I think properly, labor court or even the constitutional court should actually rule on this, the, the highest court in the land, to, to set a proper, uh, you know, kind of precedent. Interestingly enough, Duane, the U.S. Supreme Court recently ruled on this in the last two weeks. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. Mm. And in their ruling, they categorically said 
that you cannot dismiss an employee for refusing to take a vaccination. And this is from the UX. This is the United the Make America Great United States. <laughs> this is from the US. And not only did their highest court say that, but um, the the Senate Mm. The Senate then backed that decision and said, and you know, the senators are 90% or more probably of senators are, are lawyers, legal people. Mm. So we're not just talking off the, off the cuff of the people say, oh, you're not a commissioner, you're not a commissioner. Well, we are, you know, I, I worked for the International Labor Organization and the office I worked for actually established the CCMA. Sure. And, and we are the office I worked for actually uh, helped to amend the labor legislation and create all those labor legislations I'm talking about. That's why I told Kosatu off because I'm saying Kosatu is supposed to be upholding these pieces of legislation which protect employees from unfair dismissal. So the United States Supreme Court ruled on this and said no. And they, they, the words they used was to say that employers cannot encroach on the lives, safety, and health of employees. And not too long after that, the, the, the superior court in Canada, which is their highest court, sure. ruled the same. Ruled the same. So come on, South Africa. We can't afford to be a laughing stock here when international courts are coming with legally solid decisions that are protecting employees' constitutional rights. I'm not talking about, you know, unknown countries. I'm talking about well-developed countries. When you talk about constitutional law, United States, you know, is the one that's often most cited in terms of protection of constitutional rights and constitutional law. Their cases and their case law and cases on constitutional law, People refer to them most. So um, I really think it would be a good idea for us to actually look at some of the international court decisions, for us to also interrogate some of the international policies, uh, you know, like Article 1 of the Nuremberg Code, which actually states that um, you're not, individuals have a, a right to decline, to decline uh, medical experimentations. And, and, and make decisions, you know. So those are some of the, 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 the things we need to look at so that we can make sure that our body of law is sound and, and, and it's in line with other internationally mm. respected decisions that we don't take a tangent and mm. go off there and make decisions that are based on no medical reports being produced and, and, and that are actually at reinforcing discrimination. And I want to say this very clearly, South Africa, nobody knows about discrimination better than we do here Absolutely. in South Africa. If, if, if you know, we are the poster child for discrimination. We have a history of discrimination. Poster child. Yes. We, we are the poster child. We have a history. We've come from there, South Africa, and we don't want to go back there. Not at all. And we're apartheid. We forstand apartheid like nobody else. We forstand and we rejected it. We said, we do not want apartheid. But this is apartheid. This is apartheid. When you fire an employee because they're not vaccinated mm. on the basis that they can contract and transmit uh, COVID and you don't fire a vaccinated employee who is in the same boat, that's apartheid. That's vaccination apartheid. 
It's, it's apartheid. It's segregation. It's, it's, it's unlawfully and illegally um, abusing, oppressing somebody else when the results pretty much can be the same. I'm no different from you. It's like uh, my skin color. You're, you're discriminating against me because my skin color is different. In this instance, you're discriminating against me because I chose not to take the vaccine. I chose to apply my constitutional uh, right. In terms of safety, there, there is hardly any difference mm. between safety because both of us can contract COVID and both of us can transmit it. So what is the basis for you discriminating against me? If my vaccinated neighbor, and I know many people who've had even COVID twice and three times, even after the full jabs. So what is your basis for discriminating against me then? Why will you fire me and not fire those who are vaccinated? Why will you not fire that manager? All the managers who are making this decision to, to fire unvaccinated and you are vaccinated and you can contract COVID. I put it to you. Like we say in law, I put it to you that you, that's hypocrisy to fire somebody else on the basis that they can contract and transmit. So can you. So that's hypocrisy and that's discrimination and discrimination is illegal. And as a nation that abhors discrimination that comes from a history of apartheid, let us not reinforce another uh, apartheid that that comes in a vaccination form. We need to, we need to really uh, not support any any further apartheid. We, we we can't justify apartheid that comes disguised in another form. Rev, um, just something that's scary to me is um, my opinion of the church is that when a world is broken around us, a church, its true definition is the church should bring people together. Yeah. When a church divides people yeah. in the middle of famine and war, yeah. then the church has got it all wrong. Absolutely. And I've been confronted the past 12 months since the two of us have embarked on this this journey of a kingdom legislation thing where people will listen to a show like this tonight and they'll come at me yeah. and they'll say, why are you using this platform to talk about vaccines and talk about that? I think I think people's listening wrong. Yeah, I think they're hearing the wrong message. Yeah, because the, the message here isn't vaccines. Yeah. the message here is we want to go back to what the Word of God yeah. says and be empowered and be empowered. Be empowered. Know what the law is. If the law is coming in such a way, you need to participate. The message is you, as a son of God, need to participate in 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 the laws of your country. When I was in law school, Duane, one of the first things we were taught is that law is a reflection of the morals. We, the word we use, the Latin word is mores, the mores, which mores. means morals. Yeah, the mores. So the law reflects the morals of a nation. So when you come into a nation and you look at their laws, it will tell you immediately what their, their, their morality benchmark is. So a nation that has legalized sexual immorality and promiscuity and all that, it just tells you this is a sexually promiscuous a nation. That's what they want. They just want to just sleep around and do that. It tells you the morals, that they have no morals. So because they've used legislation to support immorality. So that's why we say law actually reflects the mores, the morality of a nation. Mm, and mm, so mm, if mm. it's reflecting the morality of a nation, then when God says you are the salt and God says you are the light, he's saying as the salt, you need to make sure that the mores 
of a nation. The morality, because the church is supposed to be a thermostat, <laughs> not a thermometer, a thermostat. We're not there just to measure the temperature. If you are a, a, a son of God Christian who's sitting in the pews on Sunday and just listening to sermon, then you and I are just thermometers. You're just going to measure the... But if a thermostat is now, because a thermostat doesn't just measure the temperature. Mm. It regulates the temperature. And that's what God has called us to be. Thermostats, to be the salt, to bring the flavor, to be the light, to push back the darkness. So to push back everything that the Bible calls sin and immorality, we are supposed to actually be a voice as the ecclesia and, and, and be a group and generation of people who can influence the morality of a nation, the mores of a nation, the standards, the principles, and make sure that our nation of South Africa is aligned to her redemptive purpose because sin, sin is a reproach, but righteousness exalts a nation and righteousness and justice according to psalms 97 2 are the foundation of god's throne um so for interest sake it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like my message uh, yesterday from the pulpit i said show me your friends and i'll show you your future absolutely show me your friends and their choices and i'll show you where you go and it, it almost sounds like like my message show me your country's laws and i'll tell you where your country's going there you go um, in conclusion uh the following people oh baldwin baloy says uh power power um, our friend Ntongana says, if all Christians can be as bold uh, enough like you, the world will respect us and know who we are in the Lord. Baldwin Baloy also then says, push back the darkness. Daphne says, amen. And Baldwin, Bald, Baldwin again says, righteousness exalt the nation. Rev, can you believe it? We've run out of time. I, you know, time always flies when you and I are together because we just hoy it like we that. Just, I like your Afrikaans. Yeah, right? my Afrikaans is, 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 is good. Yes, your, Afri you. your Afrikaans yeah. word, 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 I know right. where to hoy it exactly right. <laughs> okay, so um, I got a message here from Giselle And Giselle, okay. what we're going to do is We are actually going to spend time on the message After the show And then we'll get back to you Okay, mm -hmm. We'll respond to you right there And then uh, we've run out of time And I do want Reverend Paul To have a look at uh, that message Rev, we've got a minute and a half left what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's coming up for the two of us this year? Here's the sad part We can't really plan Because we don't know what's <laughs> no, controversial we don't, no, in that no, month No, exactly we, I mean, we respond to what's out there and that's what I love about this program is it's relevant it's not talking about you know it's talking about things that are happening now and how should we respond to those things now so um, but I really I really would like to conclude this also by saying South Africa we've got so much going for us stay remain prayerful do not be depressed I know that there are a lot of people who are depressed out there God has not given you a spirit of fear but a spirit of power love and sound mind mm. retain your joy yeah. Retain your faith. Um, don't get anxious. Be not anxious for anything, but looking unto Yeshua, the author and finisher of your faith. So I want to leave you with that message of hope. Don't get despondent. Be not discouraged. We're going to cross this river, Jordan, and we're going to, this too shall pass, and we will be, and we are a united South Africa. We will not let this divide us. 
We're going to push for South Africa to be the best South Africa as possible. And we're going to push for the businesses to come back as soon as all these COVID protocols can, can be done away with. We're going to focus on getting the businesses back, getting our children back in school, getting our health back, getting our fellowship back. Mm, Simunye, we are yeah. one going to braai and eat, you know, <laughs> all the milis and pop and nyama, nyama, chisa nyama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that Dwayne van Rensburg and Reverend Paul Kupai with Kingdom Legislation once a month. We are yeah, and you cannot say you didn't know. Yeah. Um, my people will perish due to lack of knowledge. Um, once a month you can pop in, and our, our idea with the show is to inform churches, to equip them, yeah. and to make sure that uh, yeah, they're covered. Rev, that's Absolutely. it for our evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> right, well, guys, on behalf of me, Reverend Paul Kupai, um, until the end of Feb, all the way from Egypt. She'll actually be Zooming us from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for our next session, maybe she can tell us all about what's going on in Egypt. But for me, Dwayne, same time, same place, next week, right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM.